Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. And today I have a guest, but this isn't going to be the usual interview. I have brought back Scott Doucette and we're going to dive into the topic of feminism. But just before we get to that, I have to give a little shout out to the the workshops that Christy Hart and I are going to be putting on in the fall. If you don't have your ticket, get one because this is going to be an epic weekend, bulletproof confidence. You're going to be standing with two powerful dominatrix guiding you to step in and really claim your inner dominatrix. So I can't wait. It's going to be epic and it is an incredible deal right now. This is the only time it's going to be this cheap is because it's the first time we're running it. So grab the deal while you can sign up. We're going to have so much fun. All right. I'm so excited about that workshop. So Scott, you agreed to come on board and us to dive in and have this discussion about feminism. But just before, maybe tell the listeners, remind the listeners what you do. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love getting on your show first and foremost because I, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, like, I, I mean, sometimes when you get guests on your show, right, it's, it's this, like, you want to ask them the question and get to mm-hmm. know what they do. But whenever I come on your show, like, I, I know what I do. Everyone, like, at this point, like, people know that I, I produce podcasts, I help with podcasters, you know, fill in gaps in their knowledge. And, you know, I run podcast communities and coaching and all that stuff. Like, that stuff we know. We know that stuff. And, and as much as I love it, when I get on a show like this, I just, I want to learn <laughs> something I don't know, right? Yeah. And when, when we dove in on the narcissism episode, that had to be one of the most educational moments for me because like I learned a lot about my own personality. I learned a lot about someone that I had to spend Christmas vacation with. And then I thought to myself, like anytime that we have a controversial topic, talk about it with you on your show. Because yeah. you just, when you get to answering questions, it just, it's so nice. <laughs> you know? So like, yeah, I, I do podcasting. It's my thing. I enjoy the hell out of it. But do in doing podcasting, I know what makes a good show. And controversy never hurts. So I'd love to talk feminism today. Mm-hmm. So now you were starting to, to tell me a little bit about, you know, you've been, you got down this rabbit hole. So let's go there. What was the okay. rabbit hole? and you know, where did you go? Sure. Okay. So it started with my wife and I kind of talking about submissive versus dominant in life, in the bedroom, in, you know, all, all manner of things. And so I jumped on the net and I started just Googling, you know, dominant male relationship, submissive male relationship, you know, that kind of thing, just to kind of learn a little more and figure it out because myself, like, I'm intuitive, but I also have this like male cock block thing that happens where I need to know everything, you know, before, (laughs) like I can't leave any stone unturned. So I'll end up researching topics to a very scary extent sometimes. And that's what happened this time. Um, I went into this app called Tumblr, which is fantastic for just really peeling back the, the onion, so to speak, on any topic you could ever imagine. And I ended up in this place of anti-feminism, you know, where there's this entire contingent group of people who believe that feminism is actually harming 
our society more than helping, you know, where women are being taken out of the place where their talents tend to lend themselves, you know, the emotional connection for motherhood, the attention to detail that goes into running a household, like just all of these different things and where men, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of stay at home dads out there, but I'm, I'm venturing out to say, and I'm going on a limb to say on the whole, we kind of suck at certain things that go into running a household more than a lady might, you know? And as I'm reading it, there's a part of my mind going, holy fuck, this makes sense. And there's another part of my mind going, oh my God, this is twisted. (laughs) And so naturally I wanted to get on with you and just kind of talk about feminism because what I see right now after kind of reading all this is a spectrum of on one end you have misandry and for people who don't, maybe don't understand what misandry is. It's like an extreme hatred toward men and being a like anti-man. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it, you have misogyny, which being a man that scares the shit out of me. I'm just going to put that out there, but it's just, it's this extreme hatred for women and no respect whatsoever for women. And so mm-hmm. on either end of the spectrum, you have all this hate and disrespect. And then in the middle everything seems so confused. You know, what are people standing for? What are they fighting for? What do they really want? It feels like either gender just isn't clearly communicating exactly what it is they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to get on it and feel back this, this very complicated onion with you. It is, it is a very complicated onion. And, and I was just going to say that, like, there are so many layers in this. And we're only going to scratch the surface on this today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. Because we could talk for days on this, this slice of it. You know, the, the piece where you say about that feminism is, has hurt our society. You know, first of all, we got to come back to the fact that there is no right or wrong way to do anything. And, sure. and opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. <laughs> so, so coming from there to begin with, uh, you know, I, I, I do tend to agree in some degree that, that feminism hurt us as women because we went from, you know, being in a household where, you know, it was clear, it was defined like, okay, you, the man, you're going to go out, you're going to earn the money. I'm going to take care of the house and raise the kids and we're going to be a team. And, you know, and then there's the expectation that you're going to be nice. You're going to hold the door. You're going to, you know, you're going to pick up the tab. And it was clear. It was clear as to what was going on. Feminism came in, in, in the, in the male bashing feminism where, and I get what people wanted was to, you know, it's like, we want equal rights. We want our voting rights and all those stuff, which is great. But then, you know, women took it too far and started, you know, if a guy held the door for her, she'd be like, you asshole. Right? I like, have a story can, about that. Yeah, I can hold the door for myself, fucker. Right. And I was like, excuse me, this is kindness. Like, why are we bashing kindness? And, you know, if you are a woman who likes that setup where, you know, the man takes care of everything and, you know, goes and does the bills and you just take care of the house, like, why is that wrong? And then, you know, to top it off, to, to make it, you know, go down the why it's wrong, um, we have set up a situation where women who want to be career oriented now have to look after the house because they're still the primary house caretaker. They're still the primary child daycare person and they're doing a career so now instead of having one job which is taking care of the house which is a big fucking job the the women have three and and they're burning out because it's like it's not fair to be doing that if if both people are going to be working my opinion um i think you need to bring in daycare 
mm. you know, a, a nanny because trying to, to do all of it in which you're still running the house and taking care of the kids and you're doing your career, that's where I think the whole feminist movement has really done us a disservice and taken us back because we're not even at equal pay yet. Mm. And for, the, for the most part, we're at 70, 75%. So like, I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot of work for, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. That's my take on it. I, I, I do think, it. yeah, I think there's also some good things that the feminist movement has done in that, you know, it's like, let's start to talk about the fact that we need to have equality. Now it's going to take a while before this equality thing comes along because as with anything, you have, if your pendulum is way over on one side, the pendulum then has to swing way over to the other side in order to find the balance in the middle. And that's where that misogyny, what are those two words? Misandry. Misandry. And misogyny. Right. And those are the two extremes. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of need to experience both so that we can find the middle ground. Mm. Um Oh my God, there's just, there's so much here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Like, ah! on, on that door topic, like I remember my first experience with like a, a male, I, I want to assume she was a male hating feminist, but that's kind of mm. putting a label on someone I just met and I really right. don't like judging. But I was on my way into work when I was working at a mall a couple of years back and I noticed there was a lady coming and a gentleman in a wheelchair and all that stuff. So like I was raised that you hold the door for people when Mm-hmm. I'm Canadian, I'm polite for the most <laughs> part. You know? So I held the door for this woman and the man behind her, like just because that's the courteous thing to do. And she turned to me and she went, like I need you to hold a door for me. And I went, well, I'm glad you feel that way because I was actually holding it for the gentleman behind you in the wheelchair. Have a great day. You know, and yeah. the, the look on her face was just like, oops. Oh. I kind of took this tirade the wrong way. Yeah. Um, But I just, I remember in that moment being like, why would someone be so mad that I was doing something nice for them? And only recently I realized that it's kind of a deep rooted thing. It's a lot deeper than a surface level holding the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and my take on it would be that we have so much, you know, hurt in our, in our culture, in our DNA. And even if you personally haven't gone through sexual abuse, your ancestors have somewhere. It's like, you know, maybe your mother, maybe your grandmother, maybe your father, right? Like it's like, it could be anywhere. So it gets imprinted and gets passed down genetically. So even if you didn't suffer it, there is so much walking wounded in the world now. Oh God. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and this is what I see is where people are functioning from. And so for a lot of people who haven't, you know, maybe she hasn't even started her personal journey to look at this and to heal it. And, and so she's, she's walking around with all this rage about what happened to her, or maybe just the rage of, you know, having it been passed down. Like, I don't know. I, I can't speak for her, yeah. but that's what I see. That's where I would see the core of it is these wounds that have not been addressed. And so we're lashing out at the opposite sex because that's who we see to be at fault. You know, and when you first said that, I've, I, I believe I've heard you say that on a show, on one of your shows recently. Um, and I, at first I was like, okay, genetically passing down feelings. <laughs> now, now you're stepping into some pretty interesting areas, Dana. I, I, I'll say it, I'm a cynic, you know? Yeah. And, but when 
I thought about it and I sat back and I thought about it. How many people are still burned up about um, things like, I don't know, um, slavery, things like. Yeah, slavery is a great example. I mean, the blacks carry that. Not all of them, but like I've met black people and I'm like, you are three generations removed from slavery. Mm -hmm. Like, why is that so intense in your system? I get that it like, it's disgusting that it ever happened. Like, I'll just say that. But (laughs) from a, like from a therapy standpoint, I'm like, wow, that is so curious that that is just so strong. And it happened to the Irish as well. Yes. And it happened to Indians as well, you know, yeah. and, and then, you know, like um, native, native reserve and native culture. Yeah. That's another thing where generation yeah. after generation has continued. And I get they're still living in the same conditions and that probably breeds that. Oh. Yeah, there's there's a whole anger. lot of I mean oh my god that's that's a so <laughs> is it so far fetched is it so far fetched to actually think that feminism is the same generational thing right like where culturally women have been oppressed for well let's just look at history long term long term <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden this this thing explodes but uh-huh. what I find interesting about it is that now yes. Um, ladies have gone out like and and fought for the right to vote, the right mm-hmm. to work, the right to walk topless, the right to burn their bras on top of flagpoles, whatever it happens to be. Um, <laughs> lots of rights have been fought for. I have lost track at this point. Yeah. My bras uh, are too expensive. I'm not burning them. <laughs> and that's another thing. The cost, the cost of being a woman is. Oh. exponential like are you kidding me canestin or tampons or anything the price tag attached everything attached to to, everything that's pink yeah Yeah, my god but like when i look at that and i think like okay all of these rights have been fought for for equality but what about harmony right is equality really worth the cost of harmony well, and how do you determine equality? I mean, you know, when it comes to pay, that's a fairly easy one. But then, you know, the rest of it, like equality of, you know, how you're treated, how you're seen, that's not something that can be forced because it, it requires the other person to honestly see you as mm. an equally valuable member of society. Yeah, because and I'll be honest, there are men that I look at and go, really? <laughs> 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 you know, and it's, that's got nothing to do with gender. It's just where you're at in the world, right? And what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> but like the thing that made me interested, I guess, and the thing that really pushed me to the edge is that there are actually a group of women who want nothing to do with it. And and it, it, I've noticed that parts of it are starting to play into my immediate family, where I'm very career oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go out and I want to make money and I want to have a career and I've got all that set in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, she's a phenomenal cook. She's so emotionally connected to everything. She's great with interior design. She's great with all of this stuff. And we got to talking about how are we going to raise our family? How do we want to do this? And one of the things that came up was if I don't work, I'll be judged. Wow. And I went, fuck. So we fought so hard for the right for women to work that now if they don't work. Yeah. Now you're shamed if you don't. They're shamed and criminalized for it. Like, you know what I mean? And that that made me feel. And like, what if you don't want to, what if you do want to wear cute little sundresses? If if a lady wants to look like a 1920s pinup, that should be her right too. You know? And I was just like, this movement 
had such a good idea and has continues to have such a good idea. Mm -hmm. But I feel like once you get into hating women for doing what you fought to avoid, you're now no better than the misogynist type, you know? And, and to me, I was just like, if a lady doesn't want to work, she shouldn't have to. If a man doesn't want to work, he shouldn't have to, but judgment. Well, not provided that there's a partner that will support. Yeah. Them. yeah well, if you, if you both don't no, you know what, if you both don't want to work, that's your right too. just enjoy cardboard. Really love cardboard. Yeah, but, but like, so I, Honestly, I'm I'm a fucking mind fuck, Dana. I don't know what to do with any of this information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I would see that this comes down to trying to treat symptoms rather than the underlying problem. Mm. And the underlying systemic problem that I would see is that we're all walking wounded. We haven't dealt with our core issues. We haven't taken that time to really dig into who we are and to get to the space where we stop judging ourselves first and foremost, and then we can stop judging the fuck out of everybody else. And when we stop judging everybody else in the world, then we can start to say, have some space and say, okay, well, oh, you want to stay home. Great. Isn't that cool? I don't. You know, you want to have kids. Great. I don't. And and to have space for everybody to make the choices that fits for them, as opposed to these are the rules you must conform. I really, really do like that. And it's true. Like, I'm a judgmental person. I will flat out say it that, like, I don't judge everybody. But there is definitely a certain portion when people say things, I will automatically snap a judgment into place. And I've learned to go, why do I think that way? Instead Mm -hmm. of being like, you shouldn't want to do that, or you should (laughs) think more like me or whatever, right? Yeah. And I found that just reflecting why is it that I think this way? has done a lot of good for me. But then when I look out at at the world at large and see the way problems are being dealt with, I'm like, fuck, okay, this isn't helping. Like this is actually kind of hurting a bit. It is. And on the bigger scale, it's, it's again, dropping into that space of no judgment where what if what society at large is doing is not wrong, right? What if we could get to that place? I know. Like, yeah. Slap you upside the head. Because <laughs> we love to go into discussion about how this is not working, that's not working, this is wrong with society, that's wrong with society. I don't know. I, I really approach things from the perspective of what if none of it is wrong? And it's a matter of is it creating what you want? Mm. You know, so I would not go out and kill anybody. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. We were laughing. I said, I wouldn't kill anybody. I said, you know, the practical side of me says, it's just so messy to have to clean up the body. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's other reasons as well, of course. But, you know, the there law. is that. <laughs> Damn law. You know, Jesus. It's there you know? for a reason. Oh, I know. But, you know, ultimately it doesn't get me what I want you know, doesn't get me to go in the direction that I want to go. Unless it's all, you know, it's a law, I might go to jail. Uh, that would just interfere with my, my world domination plan. So, you know, but this is the thing. Like, people think that if we don't have judgment of things, if we don't make things wrong, then people are going to run amok. Um, no, the people who are going to run amok are going to run amok. But regardless. 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 But if we start moving society towards this idea of, you know, being much more connected, healing our wounds, being able to embrace all the diversity, that might change things without having to solve individual problems. 
Mm, I do like that. And one of the things that I read in one of these blog posts, and it was a very, very educated man and woman going back and forth and just ripping each other in, in half, basically. <laughs> and by the end of this conversation, they had become friends, which I, I thought it. was phenomenal. Yeah. But one of the things the male said to the female was, we're supposed to be striving for harmony, not necessarily equality. I should not have to be good at what you're good at. You should not have to be good at what I'm good at. And we should both be playing to what we are good at. Yeah. And that was the whole point that this man was like making was just that like, if you are not like, why should you have to go out and force a career if that's not where you want to be? And why should I have to stay home and, you know, cook and I'm a shitty cook. You know, know, he's like, if we flip the script for a minute and we both did what we were just innately good at, what would that look like? Yeah. And that thought just blew my fucking mind because we hear it all the time in business. Play to your strengths, play to your strengths, play to your strengths. Yeah. But why I shouldn't find, that apply in, in person as well? In yeah. Relationships. In relationships and life and family. Yeah. And it just, it blew my fucking mind, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, taking that lid off of this is what a relationship looks like. This is what it means to be a wife. This is what it means to be a husband. You know, I spend a lot of time digging in with people and, and getting them to remove their descriptors and their beliefs about themselves and their, and the word is eluding me at the other one, but their, their definitions, that's the word I was looking for, Mm. their definitions of who they are so that they can choose whether they want to do something or choose not to do something. And they're not confined by what they've said. This is my role. This is who I am. This is how I show up. There's, and there's a lot of that that goes on, right? Like I was raised by a working woman and a soldier. So I got a lot of, this is what a man should be from both Mm -hmm. ends of that spectrum. And Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, they didn't connect. There was a gray zone where a man should be a, and a man should be C. And I was like, well, where the (laughs) fuck is B? And it turns out B is who I am. You know, it's taking what serves me from both sides of it. And that's the man I came. But like for people who just have like these extreme pressures put on them to be a certain way, it can't be helpful long-term. Like Dana, your job is to, you know, be in the kitchen, do this, do that, do this, do that. And my job is to go out and join the military and put boots on the ground and shoot people overseas and never cry because I'm male. Mm. We would both be so fucking miserable. Right. (laughs) And a dysfunctional couple, I might add. Uh, Yeah. Really? Like, oh, (laughs) it's just very dysfunctional. (laughs) <laughs> not to mention we're both married i'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> so, Are you so vani- you're, you're so vanilla dana you're so vanilla oh, <laughs> God, that's me that's me <laughs> Sorry, had to. but like you know like like you said leaning into these descriptors and these definitions of what we're supposed to be is not actually helping us as a society it's it's unharmonious it's it's dysfunctional mm-hmm yeah like where do we go where do you know we can we can sit here we can define feminism and feminine energy and masculine energy and and all these great things and say you know the the labels are great to an extent but they're also a limiter and where are we ultimately trying to go i feel like the answer is inside only and every individual is different But the second you band together under a single banner, it becomes almost like a grass is greener on the other side, dick waving competition. Personally, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I see looking in, but I'm just, I'm not educated enough to make a judgment call like that. You know, I I would definitely agree with that, that, 
you know, I would love to see people move to more of a, a space of like, okay, so you're different. That's cool. How are you different? Why are you different? Why does that work for you to understand each other? You know, and that's one of the things from my days in kink, you know, there's lots of things that I wasn't into and I would meet people and they were into it. And, and so I would dig in and be like, well, why does that work for you? What does that give you? Like, help me understand. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of going, ew, I mean, you know, it might've been my first response was ew um <laughs> you know there there are some things that's like uh, hard no um but <laughs> but, I still, <laughs> but i'm still curious <laughs> i'm like why does that turn you on you know? that is an episode in itself i think it what is. did you learn about yourself in that space <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i'm still not sure if i want to dive into that one but <laughs> i'll leave it up there for later <laughs> but you know it's it, but it's in that embracing each other's differences. Then we can um, we can have more space for ourselves. And and I think that for most people, they just don't have the space for themselves to be able to turn around and give somebody else space. Mm-hmm. I like that. And people are too rough on themselves. And I mm-hmm. find that it's in that, like you said on your episode about worth, it's in that space where you don't think you're worthy of something. <sighs> it, it can't be good. Like it can't be good for you to feel like you're not worthy of, you know, a certain pay grade or you're not worthy of the right to vote or you're not worthy of, and mm-hmm. yes, fight for that. However, it's one of those situations where once it flips on its script on its head and you are mad and you are seeing things as being oppressed and being mm-hmm. that, like how much of that is actually contrived within the person themselves, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's tough because the way our society is set up, we do have to have that fight in order to get something to change that Mm -hmm. that's currently our system. And until our system changes at the, at the core, that's the way it's always going to be. So unfortunately what happens with most things is that we get stuck in that fight mode and we forget Mm. to be able to flip it and and bring in that harmony, right? Like we're still fighting the civil war. We're still fighting feminist movement. We're, we're we, we are fighting everything. I mean, <laughs> there's that one song, you know, it's, I, I would fight you for me and, uh, you know, I would fight for the sake of fighting. Like, it's just, it's all these <laughs> things of people fight just, Oh, for the, hell of it. for the hell of it. I would, I would fight for my right for the shower. I mean, like, it's like, <laughs> you know, crazy little things, you know, yeah. but this is what we've come to is mm-hmm. to, to start to come from this place of the only way I'm going to get something is if I fight for it. Right. And, and business gurus do perpetrate a little bit of this. Like, well, if you want something, you better go out and get it. Right. It's like, um, you know, it's a bit of a push energy. It's it's not where I come from, but Hey, all the power to you. I'm just saying you didn't have to club me over the head and drag me onto your show. A polite, ask was all it took on both right. sides like, <laughs> <laughs> like hey Scott let's do that again that was fun right right so. there was no fight required like sometimes like Canada in general is a great example we got our independence by asking permission <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's time to you know to separate what do you think this isn't working for me is it working for you no let's separate okay <laughs> it was an amicable divorce. That's it was an amicable divorce. <laughs> We're like the leaders of amicable divorce. <laughs> I think we should separate. <laughs> but it just, it hurts me deep down to, to see the feminist movement, where it started, what has happened. And then again, mm. to see like 
for me as a male, the media portrays feminist and they talk about feminists and they mm-hmm. get out there and they, they like the media just contorts feminism in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. But then this whole misogynistic side of things is swept under the rug. So to get both in my face at the same time really opened up this divide of like, holy fuck, it hurts me inside to know that this is happening. And it feels like the boat is being steered in just a few knots the wrong direction. But society, you know, and like as things start progressing, a few knots can turn into miles. It can. And I just, I worry that maybe people who are like, I I don't want to say new feminists, but in a way new feminists are getting in because it's the thing to do Mm. and not necessarily because they have a personal stake or claim in it, you know? Yeah, we, you know, without understanding the cause and understanding the movement and, you know, it's, it's interesting because, again, like, it just keeps comes, <laughs> coming back to, like, why do you have to fight? Like, right. I, you know, I get it that that's what's, you know, been seen, but maybe it's time for a new direction, a new type of leadership and stop recycling bullshit that just isn't working. I mean, clearly, clearly we've missed the mark, right? Because in a hundred years, we did not get to equality. And, you know, I know some feminists are going to like bash me for this, but. Um, <laughs> That's why we do I, it. <laughs> I know. Go for it. I know. <laughs> Give it your best. Um, but I think there's something to be seen in saying, you know, did we miss the mark? You know, in, in I see these women in corporations working and they're, they're trying to adopt the masculine energy and the masculine way of doing things in business and they burn out. Well, there's a reason why it works for men. And, you know, and there's like, again, I lived honestly the last 28 years of my life in a very feminine place. Mm -hmm. And it was a fucking struggle sometimes a struggle to get men to understand and women to understand you know, why I wasn't some burly, scary, loud, chest pounding, you know, type of man. And I was just like, no, quiet confidence is where it's at. I don't need to be that person, you know. And I've just, I've come to realize that, you know, as as I look at, like you said, women adopting masculine energy, males adopting feminine energy and ongoing, Mm -hmm. like, it's people not playing to their strengths. It's people doing what they think they have to do to be equal and not doing what comes naturally to be harmonious. Yeah. And because, you know, we all have masculine and feminine energy. And I, you know, I had somebody take great offense to my using that term. And okay, fine. Yin and yang. It's just that that's not as familiar for people. So I use masculine and feminine. Um, but I don't right, care. Right and left. I don't care what you call it. Let's call it something else if that offends you. That's fine. So, but if we're, if we're not being authentic, right? Because in, in any moment, I mean, I have within me, I have masculine energy, I have feminine energy. And there's times when pulling that masculine energy is not only appropriate, it is the best use of my energy. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times where it is far easier and I get far better results if I pull on the feminine energy. So not having that definition of this is who I am and this is the way I react and this is the way to respond in, in this situation. Taking all the rules off. And looking at what is, it's kind of Pro- a challenging perspective. <laughs> Profound. Profound. <laughs> just sitting like, here like, did I hmm. miss you? <laughs> yeah, in, in, in thought, I just completely went off on my own and, and started thinking about that. Yeah. You know, if you just stop trying to be masculine, feminine, if and but, and just wake up in the morning and don't put thought into it. Just If you did what you did 
out of enjoyment, out of ease, out of grace, out of, you know, what came naturally to mm-hmm. you instead of trying to figure out who you're supposed to be in the world. Fuck. Yeah. Like society would look very different, but because we would all look very different on an individual playing field. Yeah. And who knows what might be possible if we stop trying to fit into the current boxes, mm-hmm. you know, poss- maybe women can shine even more. Maybe, you know, men can be more hom- harmonious in themselves. I think there's a lot of men locked up in their bodies because they haven't had the permission to let go. Well, look, the, right? I'll be the first person to say male rompers weird me the fuck out. They weird male me rompers. right out. Yeah, there's actual like rompers, the, what they make for females, like those really like they're shorts and a shirt, but they're connected. Ew, those are bad well, for women. Well, they've Ew. been they've been released for men as well. Okay, that's just a bad. I'm sorry, that's my judgment. <laughs> it was a bad fashion there, statement. There you go. Right. Ew. So right away, immediately, I was like, male rompers? Are you fucking kidding me? But I had to catch myself and go, why? Why is that coming out? Like, why is it that I appreciate a romper on a female and not a man? Oh, I don't appreciate that. Money, but, uh, no, <laughs> so uh, maybe you're just anti-romper. I'm you anti-romper. anti-romper. I am. I am totally and anti-romper. So, I think it's wrong. <laughs> but you know, a part of me immediately went into like, a man is not supposed to wear that. Ah. And who the fuck am I to make that call? Right. Just like when, if my wife, and, and I use this as an example because it's come up in conversation recently, if she wanted to stop working or if she wanted to wear uh, pantsuits the rest of her life, or if she wanted to wear... Um, you know, stuff that showed off all the goods. She, the whole point of fighting for her rights is so that she has the right to be the individual she wants. Yeah. Not so that someone could, like me, could judge her for wearing a male romper. You know? <laughs> <laughs> is that a man's romper? You shouldn't be wearing that. It's for men only. But you know, like, it, it just, that kind of thing, I feel like fighting for a right shouldn't be fighting for the right to do only that. Yeah. I guess it, it should leave it open for both sides of that window. And I just, yeah. like I said, I feel like, again, guilty of it on the man side of things. I feel like a man should be a certain way, but I'm not well, going to go and project that on other people. Yeah. And you do come by it naturally. Like we, we are programmed and conditioned for, a, you know, from day one, mm-hmm. this is, you know, this is what a family looks like. This is what a man should act like. I mean, goodness, our, our movies, our TV, all of that programs us to say this is what's what you're supposed to be like. And luckily that, I think that's where we're having a movement change in mm. seeing, you know, images of, um, you know, gay couples that are, it's not, it's beyond the stereotypical, oh, you know, sex fiend gay couple. Um, you're, sh- you're seeing scenes of, of gay couples that are very tender and loving and, mm. you know, and have the same damn issues as hetero couples. Yes, yes. I've seen that on a television show recently. And it it was two older men ended up in, like, had a 20-year affair with their wives because they were gay. Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. I love that show. And watching that show and watching Martin Sheen, first of all, be an (laughs) older gay man is the greatest thing on (laughs) it. But watching those two men have that, they're, they're rich, they're luxurious, they're gay and proud. And then they have this couple where I'm like, oh, my God, I am Saul in this (laughs) or or, you know my my wife is is martin sheen or you know like all this stuff like where there's this man being very like well you went out today with your friends and i didn't get to spend time with you and i sat here and i made this beautiful meal and you didn't get to enjoy it and i was like oh fuck 
that's interesting and fun. And it piqued this curious, fun place in my brain. Yeah. But then I go and I see, you know, other things where if a woman wears a long skirt, she's a prude. If she wears a short skirt, she's a whore. And I'm like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why well, I can't, I can't do it. I can't handle it. Like everyone should just be nice to each other. And I know it ain't going to happen, but fuck, if you yeah. fight for a right, make sure that you keep the other side of that right open. Yeah. You know? And for you to yeah. not judge the people who are judging. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. the big thing. It's like yeah. if someone has to cast judgment, it's not my place to tell them that judgment's wrong. Well, what if, what if there's nothing wrong with judgment? There you go again. Like, I know. What? Damn. What what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> I'm going to go retreat into a dark room for the next four days and just think about things. <laughs> oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> she fried it. <laughs> right? Like, what? What are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. I came into this show to get clarity, not to get more confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the show where we have... No, no answers, only more questions. <laughs> well, the, the games are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I loved oh it, though. Gosh. This has been an awesome topic. And I'm glad to know that, like, my, my way of thinking about, like, is this functional? Is it dysfunctional? Are we moving in a direction that actually serves humanity? So I'm glad to see some of my thoughts reflected. But then as well, some of them just just an endless pit of thinking that I have to do because <laughs> isn't that what soul searching is though? Isn't that it what is. self-discovery it is? is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great journey of like, Oh, try it on. Like, you know, try it on to be a feminist, try it on to be, you know, a masochist, you know, try it, try different things on like, you know, go out there, <laughs> but you know, try I'm... a fuzzy costume. I don't care. Put on the pink panther costume. With the yeah, butterfly. you know, get your but, get your you male know, I... jumper thing. <laughs> but as a masculine energy, I reserve the right to run my romper up a flagpole and run that fucker. <laughs> I will cheer you on with that. <laughs> yeah, just from a fashion statement point of view, it doesn't do it for me. But hey, if it works for you, go for it. Wear your romper. Um, but yeah, Scott, I, it's always a delight. You know, we, we just dive into these topics and have such a good time. And I, I love at those moments where I'm like, are you still there? I, I'm not sure. Have you left the building? <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely left the building. Yes. <laughs> so, I look forward to the next time we do this and this has been a delight. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. We need another ism to, to unravel. For sure. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.